Hello and welcome to episode 118. That's some kind of vampiric teenager number. I don't know where we've gotten to. With me today is the illustrious and wonderful and beautiful and highly talented Jenna Pebbles. Hello, Jenna. Hello, my dear. How are you? I'm good. We've stashed Steve in a cupboard and we've told him not to appear for this episode and he was fine with it we gave him some donuts and we decided that he was going to just sit there and enjoy planning and donuts and so he's fine he's good today's episode is being titled the pixel artist and her planner and i have as i mentioned with me jenna is here with me and she is in her studio in new york and I am in my little world in Las Vegas, and we are going to have a lovely conversation about how she uses her planner and how she does her art, which is something that I've never seen before. I mean, I tried to call it pointillist art, and she very quickly shot me down. She's like, no, it's not pointillist art. It's pixel art. And I'm going to have her get into all of that fantasticness with her. But first, let's start with the most important question. Jenna, what kind of planner do you use? Hello. Um, my favorite planning system is DIY Fish. Um, when I first found her, it's just the thing that clicked with my brain. It made my brain so happy to see how I could use so many different ways. So she's my jam. I love Fish's stuff. I've used her stuff and I don't know what it is. Every so often I go back to her things and I'm like, why didn't I think of that? That's what I should have used. Um, what size are you in? What size currently do you use for Fish? I am between A5 and half size. It's mostly half size, but if, if every once in a while there's something I can't get in one, I'll get in the other. But I like to just, I'm in the US, so I take a piece of paper, fold it in half, and I've got my size. You know, So I, half letter size, okay. Half size is half letter? Yes. Perfect, yeah. I've recently switched to letter size, and I'm just absolutely in love with my letter size. I can understand the value of having readily available tools and not having to go fishing, ha, huh? get it, fishing, around for other sizes. Fish, we love you, we love you. Um, fantastic, so what is your planning system? Do you do, you do a weekly, monthly, yearly, a daily? What is, your, what is your layout for the most part? So currently, I'm testing out something that I had done in the past. Um, I have a weekly, I'm, I, Apologize, I don't know the name of the particular kinds that I'm using, but it's a- We can put it in the notes. I'll okay. have Steve put it in the notes because he's still working for us out of the cupboard. <laughs> we'll bring him some milk soon when we're all done. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's a, I have weekly, which is my favorite one. So it's a uh, A4 paper, right? That's the long size mm -hmm. paper. Um, mm -hmm. So that has my days all for the whole week in a long column with the times in it. So on one side, I can say all of what I have for appointments, my daughter's school stuff, anything going on so I can plan around it. And on the back, it's a big open box. And mm. I like to section that into eight sections, you know, one line across, three lines down, I have eight sections. And this is something that I learned um, from another uh, planner pad. I think it's from planner mm -hmm. pad. Um, where I would have different sections of my life. So art stuff, what do I need to do for that? House stuff, what do I need to do for that? Daughter stuff, what do I have to do for that? Like all the different sections, and then I can brain dump for the week. 
anything that needs to happen that I don't want to forget. I have on one side of the page, all of what I'm doing is on the other side. And it just, it really helps my life get out of my head onto the paper where I can see what I need to do. And so what's the, what's the magical day for planning? When you say weekly planning, what day do you, do you, you have a day or is it just, I wish time? I could say I had a day. Um, I'm not consistent in, in my life yet, but, but ladies and gentlemen, the, the little one, not little anymore, she's 10, um, is back to school in like the most normal we've had in quite some time. Uh, she went back just a few days ago. So this is the week where all the magic will start to happen. I will get <laughs> the quiet time in my life. I'm very excited. So yes. And with the okay, half size, so I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. With the half size, okay. what it really helps me with the most is um, when, I, when I tried other sizes, there were other things in my life that I wanted to put into my planner and they didn't fit. So I have paper, just blank paper throughout the house that I can just fold in half, start to write notes, and it fits into whatever I need. You just hole punch it and pop it in, right? Hole punch, pop it in, and it goes with everything else. It's like that outstanding, wonderful black dress that goes with everything. Oh, I love it. The half letter size, the size yes. that will, it's the little black dress of paper sizes. <laughs> oh yes. I knew we'd get to some kind of fashion style. Steve has no concept of fashion. I can't discuss these things with him. And moving girls. on. Um, so in your planning system, did you come to this conclusion instantly or were you just, did you try out other systems before you found this one that works for you? There were systems before fish. And they taught me bits and pieces, but fish pulled me all together. I really, she did. I really adore um, what she does for my brain. She makes my brain very happy. Now I'm not always in a planner system. Sometimes my life is a mess because my planner is not a part of it. But I come back, and it's always to her. <laughs> How does, how does your art fit into your planning? I've always been interested in talking to other artists. Um, as a writer, it's it, to me, it sort of lends itself a little bit more for planning because you're physically writing down the clients and the work and the deadlines and et cetera. For, so that kind of makes sense for me as a, as a writer. But as a paint artist, as a fine artist, I would consider that to be fine art. How do you how do you plan like what do you do you open up the planner and go okay be creative today like what how do you so what happens for my brain it's sort of i'm using the planner on the other side of that i'm using the planner for i have to do this i need to do this i want to do this and then like here's where i'm blocking off my time that i can sit and paint i see my my planner isn't for like the creative of me sitting down and doing the paint it's for giving me the space to do what I need to do and not focus on the rest of the world, you know, the freedom, basically. So it serves as a budgeting tool, as a time budgeting tool. Exactly. For yes. Yes. Where I can now, let go of have... the guilt because oh. the guilt is what keeps me from making the art because I have to do this. I have to do this. I must do this. And it oh, gives wow. me the space to sit and be creative and not let those other things get into my brain and tell me you shouldn't be doing this right now because you have to do this and this and this. It gives me the freedom. 
Wow, I never, I never considered it that way. And do you have a, a a list, an ongoing list, or a section in your planner that includes the tools that you might need that you are consumable and you end up running out of them, or do you just um, haphazardly go buy paints or tools and mediums as you need them? I I have quite a bit of all of what I need. <laughs> My Q-tips. I have an unusual amount of Q-tip stash in the house. Because um, I paint with Q-tips. I don't think we've said that yet. I, I use acrylic paint and I paint with Q-tip dots. So I'm not saying you are wrong in saying I am a pointillism artist. It's just that I do more than just um, the paint. I do. I have used building bricks, which is the proper way to say that. Do not get in trouble. I use building bricks mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Uh, do some of my art. I've used, you know, a couple different things. I, I'm a quilter, so, well... I'm working on that. Don't look at my sewing, just look at the picture and it's lovely. Um, <laughs> so Perfect. that's how I'm doing it. Okay, and so I know you had told me offline, we were kind of talking about this Lego project that you were involved in. And I'm really interested to hear about this because I don't know when, I don't know about anybody out there in the planetverse, but when I hear the word Lego, I get excited because I know there's colors coming at me and then I automatically think of stepping one and I'm like, yeah, I'm done thinking about this. So um, tell me a little (laughs) bit about this Lego project. I think the world needs to know about this and I'm excited to hear the details. Okay, so um, I've created a Lego project for my nephew many years ago. My brother saw what I was doing. He said, do you think you could do this in Legos of my nephew Chance? And I said, I could try. So we went on a venture and I created a pretty cool picture of him. And it was almost the size of my daughter at the time. I mean, it, it's uh, 30 inches by 40 inches when you finish. So it's, it's fairly large. Um, so that was a, a neat thing I did many years ago. And uh, last How year, did the Legos get involved in that? I'm not understanding. Oh, um, my brother just said, do you think you could make this out of Legos, this picture of my nephew? So, so you built it out of Legos? I built it out of Legos. Well, it's flat. It's, it's a mosaic, a Lego mosaic. And now it's in so a picture you, frame hanging up on the wall. And it's, So you painted the, the Legos? No, this was no paint. It was all Lego designed. All the um, Okay, so you used the Lego bricks. I used the Lego bricks to create a photograph of my nephew. Correct. Holy smokes. Yes. Well, and it's flat, so we're only okay. seeing like a cross section of it. We're not seeing the 3D imaging. Ever. Right. It's uh, studs it. out so you could see the little circles in the Legos, but it's in a picture frame. Yes. So, um, so in the past year, since we were school from home, it was also PTA from home. We call it PTO. Um, so I joined the PTA. And the school had said, so we have this art money. And in this time where nobody's actually, you know, we don't have a lot of kids in school school, how are we going to um, create this, use this money in a way that the kids can use art? And if we don't use it, we lose it. And next year we get less money. How will we attempt to use this money? And I said, "Uh, I have an idea. I know something that would probably help take up a big chunk of that because it turns out Legos are not cheap. Who knew? So we uh, we created this this idea. I had to figure out how to translate it for the kids. But most uh, there were many kids in school. 
couple of them not so much by the end of the year when we were able to create um, their experience out of this. So they were the Huskies, that's the name of the mascot of the school. So we chose a Husky photograph and I designed it into a Lego mosaic. And in order to tell the kids which Lego goes where, I had to paint the base plate to, um, to kind of guide them. So it's kind of like a point, uh, paint by numbers. It was like a paint, paint by number. Yes. Paint by Legos, right? <laughs> yes. So there were 12 classrooms and there's 12 base plates. So, um, they each, every classroom got a bag that I designed as a Lego with a base plate in it, the corresponding Legos. I made a color chart with Legos on one side and the painted dots on the other side. So they knew which color paint went with which color Lego. Um, and they all kind of created this thing. And they, the really neat part was they only had one section and they could not tell what they were making until our big reveal. We did not put them together so they could see um, this piece and that piece and figure out what it was. So it was really exciting when we finally had everything put together. Um, it was actually made about five times. I had to design the Legos I, you know, myself and then I had a second set of base plates that I had to paint to correspond with the Legos and then we brought it to school and the kids put all the Legos in the right spots and then I collected it and brought it back home and I had learned how to do stop motion in that month to be able to create a reveal for them. So I, it took me about a week of laying out a line of Legos that they had set and take a picture, you know, a whole week of, of that loveliness to create a, a whole movie for them to watch it come to life. And when they each got to see it, it was just phenomenal to see their little faces. I've, I've seen the final, um, what it looks like. And I saw what Jenna was doing as she was going through the process. It was really exciting to me because I don't, I, I never had the, this kind of stuff growing up in school. It was really some left brain thinking on this side, trying to get, um, the creativity going. And I really appreciate it. I'm going to have Steve put the links to the big Husky dog photo that came out at the end mm -hmm. and, and how you got there. I think it's a phenomenal project and I love it. Um, so Jenna, Jenna has a talent of being able to look at a photo and then translate that into dots onto the medium of choice. I think it's usually canvas, but in this case it turned out to be Legos and a base plate and so on. But it's it's um it's a rare talent. I don't I don't I can't see that way. I know I understand it when I see the finished product, but I don't understand how she got there, right? So it's the it's all the neurons in between that get there. And that's interesting to me because as a planning community, I think a lot of our planning is also very pixelated in that sense. Some people like the pocket planner, some people like the bigger sizes, smaller sizes, and then not everybody's planner looks the same inside. Um, and so we all know that we're meeting whoever we're meeting at one day and one time, and we all somehow end up at the same space-time continuum, but we don't know all of us how we got there. And I really wanted to make um, part of the, the podcast that we're doing for the Plannerverse a little bit more accessible to everyone out there 
especially because of what we've all been through in the last year or so and everybody being isolated and just kind of going through these rough times, I think it's nice to know that there's people like you that exist out there, Jenna. It's, it's nice to know that at the end of the day, when things are dark, we can always look to art to brighten our path. And I, I love what you do. That's why I'm having you on here. One of the things that I wanted to discuss was um, where we as planners, as analog uh, users, paper users, system users, where do we find ourselves in terms of how much emotion or how much personalization happens in our planners versus our lives? I, I know some people don't want to keep a journal for that very reason. And I know that for you, your art is very personal. So each painting, is it? do I call it a painting? What do yes. I call it? Yes. The painting, yeah. So each painting that you do is personal, and now that you've done, you've learned the stop motion, it becomes very personal for people. Um, are you translating your personal experiences into your planner more, or into your painting, or both? That's a really good question. Um, I mean, of course, what I'm putting into my planner makes it personal because it becomes me. It's it's like the written version of my life. Um, uh-huh. you know, I've recently had to rearrange a lot of rooms and, and have come across quite a bit of my paper that is everywhere. And, um, a lot of my, my planner pieces, planner pages that feel like an everyday thing in the day, when you look back on and you find them and you go, Oh my goodness, do you remember when this is what my life was, you know? So it's why I absolutely love that I do use a planner, even if I'm not writing journal stuff, I'm writing my day. And it's like, you have this, this living piece of who you are and what you've been. I adore that side of this whole thing. If nothing, if no other reason of using my planner is to be like, this is how I lived today. I love yeah. it. Do you, do you keep your stuff? At the end of the year, or do I have do. Burn-a-thon? No, no, no. I keep, I keep, I keep. I'm not in a stage of life where I would want to burn it all. So, I mean, maybe when I was younger, I'd want to get rid of that. But I, I think I'd still be entertained to see it now. You know? Yeah. With the yeah. wisdom that I, you have. <laughs> so, um, are there any personal pieces of art that you've been working on lately? I am about to create a very personal piece. Um, what I generally do in my art, my my business is called Once Upon a Dot, and what I am trying to do with the art I create is to connect the dots of you to the people in your life that you may have lost. Um, I started to uh, create this art when my father got sick, and maybe it was a little sooner than when he got sick that I, I started to learn how to do what I was doing. But um, he was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. And so I used my art as the thing that made it. Uh, so he wasn't a patient and we weren't talking about chemo and radiation. He was dad and I was his daughter when we would sit and talk mm-hmm. about these pieces I was creating. So, mm-hmm. and he was the biggest fan of mine. You need to turn this into something. This is amazing what you're making um so you know after he passed it's sort of that 
this is still my connection with him. This is what I want to do. And how I'm using it is to help you connect with your people as well. So I, I paint these, um, I paint the photographs from your past and I'm currently about to paint the photograph of my past. I'm, I'm ready to paint my father. And since I no longer have him to send my progress photos to, I am going to be sharing them on my Instagram account to share this journey with everyone else and let you see what these journeys look like. I'm just going to put this out here right now. Um, so I know your business is called once upon a dot. I'm going to suggest that this painting be called once upon a dad. I just, you know, that's, that's from me to you. You heard it here first. I think that would be fantastic. One of the biggest challenges as an artist I have is being able to bleed myself on paper. That's what I call it. It's not real for me. It's not authentic until I'm able to put a part of me onto paper and then pass it on to whoever else is reading it. And the cutting is difficult. The bloodletting is difficult. But the process of it couldn't be any other way. Would you would you agree or disagree with me when I say that as far as contributions that artists make through their art? I think that's absolutely true. Absolutely. Fantastic. So one of the other things that I wanted to discuss with you was in terms of all the art that you've seen, has there ever been a thought for you that you needed to create a separate planner or a separate planning system to keep track of the kind of art that you're doing and maybe you're developing. So like you have the pixel medium, right? With the Q-tips and then now you have the Lego medium. Are you are you considering building a format off of this or is it just gonna be, you're gonna stick to your standards for right now? I find that um, I keep going back to what has worked. There are many times I've tried to, I will try to create this, I will make this as my planning system and they fail because they're not the thing that works. So I come back to what works each time. So okay. I'm sticking with what I got. Kind of like people with the planner fail, right? When, when something fails, we go back to the basics, right? Yeah. What works? Yeah. Take out a sheet of paper, write down what you need, and yeah, and go I, on with it from there. I think just as importantly, keep track of what doesn't work. There's plenty of times that I... How so? Can... So... Um, there are times, you know, like even just, let's say, taking your your vitamins. You take them and maybe you don't notice too much of a difference, but when you don't take them and you feel awful, it's just as much mm. what doesn't work as what does work to refine and fine-tune into the things that work for you. I am really glad you said that because one, I've always said that planning systems should be based on what doesn't work, not what works. And that's maybe that's just me being a fatalist. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I have found that if you are able to track, for example, your exercise for the week, then you're succeeding at exercise and you don't need help around that. But if you're failing at tracking your food intake, then that's the area that needs to be given special attention because that's the area that you're struggling with. So for everybody out there that's wondering, well, how do I know if my planner is working or not? Well, this is how you know, because you've got all the different pieces of your life moving around the way that it ought to be moving. Um, there, there's not much you can do with what's being successful, right? You're already there. You've reached it. 
but what what absolutely needs to work are the things that aren't working and I think the best way to find out what isn't working is to be able to track and look on a piece of paper and say okay well this worked and um, uh, this didn't um, so one of the other things that I wanted to go over with you was understanding how all of this fits into the overall picture of the plannerverse. I know we have all kinds of different entrepreneurs out there, people that go to work, people that want to become entrepreneurs that go to work, people that go to work and don't want to work at all anymore. What kind of advice would you offer to people that are considering going into their own and finding their own voice through art? I'm a big proponent of finding art and using art. And I'd like to encourage others to do so, but I know there is a huge risk involved. So I'm, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here with this, and I know you haven't really thought about it, but if you could give advice to the Plannerverse in terms of how to get started, what, how do you, how do you get started? How do you know you want to do art? I think you have to, you have to find where your passions are, find what works for you, find what fuels you what you would do if money wasn't involved you didn't have to take care of anything else what did you do when you were younger um if you would ask me 10 years ago or told me 10 years ago i'd be painting with q-tips i'd tell you like what are you talking about this doesn't make sense <laughs> painting with q-tips you know? right <laughs> but um it's very there's a lot of things that led me to this path and i could never understand or explain how i got here but um, making time for myself to find out that's that's how I got here following the things that um, you know I had to paint no matter what I had to paint even if uh, nothing else in the day got done I just would break inside if I wasn't painting and the business side of this is new I've been painting for a long time and gifting leaves to people who I know and who I don't know because I just had to do it and like I say, the, the planning side of it for me is blocking the time so I can do that. I can think freely and creatively of how I'm going to do it and putting in the time to make things work. So, I mean. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you know that you, ha you can't breathe without it. I can't. I can't. Um, my brain can't focus on things. When things were hardest for me in my life, um, you know, with my father in the hospital, it was, I need to sit and paint because somehow sitting down and putting one dot in front of the other, something that made sense in my brain, um, uh, calms me. It's the therapy I need. You know? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Any, any other thoughts, any other final wishes out there to the Plannerverse? Um, there probably, there, there is. Um, I want to say congratulations to all of the kids that worked on this LEGO project and pulled it together. Um, they're really proud. And on my Instagram page, I did list it. Do you want to say their school name? Do they want to know the school name? North Broad Huskies. No. Woohoo! Um, oh, right. North Broad Huskies. Congratulations. I, I listed them separately on my Instagram, each each base plate separately, so each classroom can see what they worked on when they did it. And I'm so proud of them. And uh, when we made that, we made it so that even though everybody was apart, we could still make something amazing together. 
So I'm so proud of them. Go Huskies. And you've mentioned Instagram and other social media sites. Where can we find you on the interwebs? So currently, um, you can find me on Instagram at my once upon a dot. And uh, we are developing the website, but when that is up and running, that will also be called myonceuponadot.com. So keep an eye out for that one. And if the kids want to find you, they'll go to Instagram, right? Correct. I'm also That's on Facebook at Once Upon a Dot. Okay. And the stuff with your dad, where can we find that? As I am painting and loading progress pictures, I'm going to be sharing that on my Instagram. I will likely share that okay. also to Facebook page as well. Okay, fantastic. I think there'd be a lot of people that would be interested in seeing how, how you can literally connect the dots between someone that you've lost and how you keep them in your memory and how you think of them fondly. I know my grandfather, for example, is a huge, huge hero of mine. I lost him. Uh, there isn't a day that goes by I don't think about him. So I'm maybe thinking of getting something like that commission from you. Uh, so that's fantastic. And thank you, Jenna. I appreciate you coming on today and helping us understand how art and planners are in fact connected and that the artist's brain sometimes does things because the artist's brain does things. It's not really a why. And all we can hope to do is capture these things onto our paper systems and allow our brains the room to breathe so that we can get other things done. As always, you can find me on Karin Tovmasyan on Instagram or Planerology Official. Yes, indeed, we have one on Instagram now. Planerology.com, which has gotten a brand new facelift, might I add. We've added all the writings, all the, well, almost all the podcasts. I'm adding all the little ones that are we missed in the last, uh, I've gotten the last couple of years up there so far. Steve would have been proud of me. I'm sure he is. And you can find me at Throat Punch Resumes. And, and Jenna's kind of motioning to me. I think she wanted to say something else. Jenna, yes, I yes. Do. I want to yes. say thank you officially right here in front of everybody else. Thank you. Um, my business would not be what it is without your consulting, and you, you've seriously helped me learn and grow in such an amazing way. Your, your talents are incredible to me. I'm so grateful. You're very welcome. And remember, folks, if you like this podcast, remember to like it, subscribe to it, and find us on Patreon. Support us with a cup of coffee. We'll be happy that you did, and so will you.